So continuing with our discussion on the main monster guy, Vincent Price, we wanted to talk about another movie. And actually, when we talked about Theater of Blood, I totally forgot as I had the chronology wrong in my head. I thought that Theater of Blood was the first movie in this series. It's actually the third movie. I just forgot. But the movie we want to talk about now is actually the first movie in this series. And it's called The Abominable Dr. Fives. Yeah, that's and, the best one. <laughs> and this one really like ratches it up like even another level or maybe two levels. <laughs> and it's the same theme, except in this one, the murders are based on the 10 plagues of Egypt. Yeah, and he's killing all the doctors that didn't save his life. So they got in this big old car crash. Yeah, so they don't even, that's off camera, but Anton Fives... Uh, was an organist. He you know, played the organ, but he's also a doctor. He's like he was kind of like an inventor. He's yeah, like, he's like, like a, a Renaissance man, I yeah, guess, or yeah. something. Almost like Cagliostro, you know, like like this yeah. guy that just it's assumed that like he just had been around forever and he just had like the knowledge of the universe. And he they're in a car crash and he's horribly disfigured uh, to the point to where he just looks like a walking skeleton. Yeah, but you don't know that. You don't that's, know that. That's kind right? of a spoiler, like because it's this is a funny like thing because the whole time. You know, it was Vincent Price with, like, makeup on and stuff. But then it turns out that's supposed to be a mask, like a perfect mask, you know, like in Mission Impossible. And then <laughs> that he just puts on every day. Yeah. And, well, that's uh, the other yeah. thing with these movies. Part of the theme, the theme is not just, you know, the murders and, and you know, the, the way they systematically, like you said, like a countdown, how they systematically murder and he's getting revenge. But they always have some twist like that. So Fives has the fact that you think that that's what he looks like, but then at the end of the movie, they show that, like Allison said, it's just a mask, and he's just you know putting his fake nose on, and he really is just like a, a skeleton. Like, he has no skin on his head. Yeah. In Theater of Blood, you find out at the end, of course, the spoiler alert, <laughs> that his assistant, his young assistant, is really his daughter. Yeah, because they introduce his daughter earlier, and she pretends like... Oh yeah, I don't know anything about it. My dad, he he killed himself, you know, and she's just she pretends like she's out of the loop. Yeah. But she's really not. But she defends her father. You kind of get a little bit of a hint because when she's talking to one of the critics, uh, you know, she the critic says, "Well, your father didn't really deserve the award or anything like that." And she says, "Yes, he did. <laughs> you guys were cruel to him and you you drove him to suicide." Yeah. So there's a little bit, you know, you if if you're really paying attention, and of course you can you can kind of tell, like, you know, when you go back and you watch it, it's like, well, that's not a guy. Like, you can see that it's it's definitely, if it is a guy, it's a very feminine guy. But, but <laughs> Well, I don't know. I, I was fooled because her face is totally covered up, you know? Yeah. And she does, like, a, she does a different voice. Like, she does a deeper voice. Yeah, she's like, like so, a fake, like a fake. Yeah, <laughs> like, I got, because I hadn't seen the movie in a while, and I had seen it before, you know, I hadn't seen it in, like, years. And I still got fooled because I wasn't looking for any twist, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. <laughs> well, these movies, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the consistency from film to film is that they all have these creepy murders based on some sort of theme. And then they also almost always have a character twist of some sort in it. So in Fibes, uh, you know, it's the fact that he's disfigured, which you don't find out until the end. His wife was killed in this car accident. But yet he has this assistant just like with Theater of Blood, this time it is a female and, and it's not, it doesn't turn out to be his son or anything like that. It's just, <laughs> but in these films, even though the Vincent Price character is supposed to be mortal mm -hmm. and he usually dies at the end or whatever, uh, or is destroyed, or he does have a little bit of a, a supernatural capability. 
Yeah. You know, so Fives is not easily killed, you know? Yeah, and he has this thing where he has, like, he he's keeping his wife, like, preserved, I guess. And then at the end, he, like, embalms himself. Right. And puts them <laughs> in, like, an underground tomb or something. I don't know. It's a tomb that it's sealed. There's no way to open it. It's locked. It's like a vault. Mm-hmm. But then there's all of this... Uh, On the face of it, it's the timing of it is it's meant to reopen again when the planets are aligned a certain way. So there's this sort of astronomical artwork. It's not even artwork. It looks like it's mechanical. Yeah. That it's set. It's like a clock and it sets it like, okay, when the planets are aligned like this, then it's going to open and he's going to be free again. Yeah. His assistant's name is Volnavia. And yeah, she's interesting. I don't know really what to make of her other than she's a ghost, it seems like. Yeah, it's like we always refer to her, her as like a phantom or something, but we, it's not it's not confirmed. Yeah. Like whether what she is, but she just never speaks. She's kind of like she's the the henchwoman. Yeah, she's a yeah a silent helper, and he can't do it without her. He needs her. Yeah, it's kind of like how a vampire has a daytime, like helper. Yeah, and she yeah she looks after him and everything. But then what's weird is that if she's a phantom or a ghost, that at the end of Doctor Fives she gets disfigured because she gets pushed under the acid. Yeah, and well, it's assumed she's that she, by she's, it. it's assumed that she dies, I think. Right, no, she does die. Yeah. But then in the sequel, she's resurrected, uh, which yeah. is kind of odd <laughs> because, okay, if you can resurrect her fives, then why don't you just resurrect your wife? The whole point of Dr. Fives is that he's getting revenge on the doctors who didn't save his wife after the car accident. Yeah. Because he felt she should have, the injuries she had sustained were survivable. So he, he basically, I guess he got access to the medical report or whatever, the medical <laughs> records, and he realized, oh, they just didn't care enough. You know, they didn't try hard enough. Well, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's what he thinks. But they said that she <laughs> died after six minutes. So I don't think it was very survivable. Right. So anyway, he uses the 10 plagues of Egypt. To get revenge on these doctors. Yeah. And it's just really bizarre. It's just like with Theater of Blood. It's not always the way you think. Uh, He doesn't, by the way, he doesn't use the ten plagues the same way as they actually are in the Bible. But some of them are, you know. Yeah, they have the main ones in there. So, yeah, for instance, they have one of the plagues of Egypt is uh, beasts. There'd be a plague on the beasts, right? Mm -hmm. But in his murder, he, when he uses that one, he just has this, what is it, a bronze head of an animal made. No, it's a unicorn. It's a unicorn, right. It's a unicorn, right. Of all animals, too. It's, it's a unicorn bronze head mm-hmm. that he shoots with a catapult. Across the street. Yeah. And so when, and the, guy, the, door. when the doctor opens the door, he just gets impaled. Yeah. And that's it. Like, that murder is, like, really quick. It's one of the quickest ones, and it's really funny because... All these cops are like surrounding this guy and they're like, okay, nothing's going to happen to him. Okay, open the door. And they open the door and it's like this thing just goes right through his chest. Yeah, and that's a good example of the campiness too because then like the next scene they show one of the cops on the phone or something and in the background you see the dead guy's like feet like just like rotating around as they like unscrew him from the door. Right, right. Because that's the only way they can, right, because it's a unicorn horn that has the, like it's a screw. Yeah, so they had to unscrew him. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> and then um, the uh, the other one that's really, I remember when, as a kid when I saw it, it really creeped me out, was the plague of the frogs. Oh, yeah, that one's so fucked up, man. <laughs> <laughs> and so he gives, there's this masquerade ball, and he gives the doctor, I mean, Fives just shows up, and the doctor doesn't recognize him. And he and the doctor doesn't have a, a costume, so Fives is just there and hands him this mask. It's a frog mask, but it, it's a kind of, it's like a helmet almost, like you put it over your entire head. Yeah. 
and it's an old sort of, uh, I want to say Renaissance style kind of frog mask, but it's got this little catch on the back yeah. that, you know, to, you know, put it on so it stays on and then it's like a latch, but he doesn't, the guy, the doctor doesn't notice that the latch has a little timer mechanism on it or, or a little motor. So it keeps on clicking like one more notch yeah tighter. it just cinches like constantly <laughs> yeah so every like couple seconds it just clicks again and he can't take it off yeah and so now it's just strangling him yeah it's really and, creepy <laughs> and, and he's walking up the staircase and he and people are like they're looking at his mask and he's like complimenting him and they're laughing and stuff and then he just starts screaming and like grabbing his head you know and he eventually just loses consciousness and falls down the stairs when he gets to the bottom you could see that the mask you know, the the part around his neck has just squeezed all the way around his neck to where it's just this tiny little twig and his head is just sort of bouncing like cuz you know it's it's literally just completely wrapped around his neck yeah yeah it's pretty it's a pretty messed up like uh, concept yeah it's it, it's just disturbing to say the least yeah. Um, and then the other attack that I always thought was, uh, well, there's there's so many. I mean, I don't want to name them all, but uh, the the attack of the um, locusts. Yeah. And, and you think, okay, well, is that just going to be a bunch of, you know, grasshopper crickets like flying towards you or something? And instead he just creates this, it's just this weird. Yeah, this is very elaborate right he, here. <laughs> <laughs> he boils a bunch of Brussels sprouts. Yeah. And makes this. And as he's doing it, he only uses the good Brussels sprouts. Right. He, th- he, he, he throws <laughs> because he's so like impeccable, you know. <laughs> yeah. He throws away like yeah, there's one that's bad, and he tosses it aside. <laughs> and so he's he boils them down, and he makes like this. What would you call it? Like, like a, a paste, a paste gelatin kind of like, and it's it's like a vegetarian delight, I guess. <laughs> and and the this time it's the nurse who was in the operating room, and she takes a sleeping pill, and she once again there's cops protecting her, so there's no way that Fives is going to get to her. But instead, he dresses up as a doctor, and he's able to sneak in the hospital. And he goes to the to the room above hers. Yeah. And he somehow knows exactly where the bed is, and he knows exactly how she's laying on the bed. He, he like drills, drills a, a hole in the floor. <laughs> drills a hole in the floor, <laughs> and puts like a pipe in the hole, and then he releases this this gelatin, this pasty stuff. Yeah, and it's like perfectly above her face, so it coats her face. Yeah, and she doesn't wake up because she's knocked out by a sleeping pill. <laughs> So now her face is covered with this stuff. Hmm. And then what he does is he's got like a whole bunch of locusts. Yeah. And, and he puts them through the hole. He puts them through <laughs> the hole and he drops he, one by one. These locusts fall on her. And then they eat the vegetarian paste stuff. In the process, they eat her whole face off. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like, what the hell? Yeah. And then yeah. the other cool thing is like, because Fives is like, he's all about style. And he has like these rituals, you know, for everything. And so he has, like, ten different, um, or I guess only nine. He has nine different, like, necklaces that have the Hebrew symbol for whatever he's doing, like, the name of all the attacks. And then he leaves them. Wait, does he leave them at the scene of the crime? No, he only leaves one. He, he dropped one. Oh, he dropped one. Right. So anyway, he, he has, like, a wax head of each one of these people he doesn't like. And he puts the necklace on the wax, like, bust. And then he burns the face with, like, a blowtorch or something. I guess that's to simulate the you know, the injury he sustained. Yeah, and then, but it's cool because there's these pictures, I think because they go to a rabbi or somebody, and he has these pictures that represent each one of the plagues. And the last plague, which this is not like the Bible, but the last plague in the movie 
is darkness, which is represented by, like, the Red Sea, I guess, closing in, like, on the pharaoh's, like, soldiers or whatever. And then, but then in the movie, that's Fives going into his tomb. So it's kind of like a cool parallel. Yeah, I mean, they, they do a really good job of, of matching it up, even though they have to change, you know, like I said, it's not strictly following the Bible or anything like that. It's just loosely following it. But, you know, they make an entertaining and once again, very creepy and very campy. Yeah, and, and very fashionable. <laughs> yeah, and it's supposed to be, for some reason, they set it in the 1920s. Yeah. So even though this movie came out in 1971, I want to say, uh, it takes place in the probably early to mid 20s, somewhere around there. So we stay in the 1920s for the sequel to The Abominable Dr. Fives, which is called Dr. Fives Rises Again. And this movie stars Robert Quarry, who is best known for his portrayal of Count Yorga, the vampire that we talked about in a previous episode. And this movie really adds a lot. It fills in a lot of gaps in the first Abominable Dr. Fives because there's a lot of information that's not given. I mean, there's stuff that happens off camera that they just mention in dialogue. And you get the idea that there's, especially at the end when um, Fibes locks himself in the tomb and uh, embalms himself, and then the top of the tomb has that whole astronomical clock device on it. So you know that there's a lot going on here. It's not just that the astronomical clock is meant to open at a certain point. There's a reason why it's supposed to be timed with some other worldly event or universal or solar event sort of thing. And all of these questions are answered in Dr. Fives Rises Again. Yeah, their, their goal this time, well, Dr. Fives' goal is that he wants to find, like, the Fountain of Youth or something like that. And at the same time, there's, like, this group of archaeologists that are also looking for it, and they, uh, they cross paths. And, yeah, it's funny because Dr. Fives, I don't think he has a personal, like, issue with these people this time, but he still just like kills them all in like desert themed <laughs> ways. Yeah, right. So they <laughs> head to Egypt because it's assumed that there's some eternal springs or something in the Nile. And it only happens like once every, I don't know how many years, but that was the whole reason why he had the astronomical clock set because that's when the next the next time would happen where you know the water levels would rise in such a way and and bring life life-giving force and with him it's all about bringing his wife back to life that, that's something I mentioned when we we're talking about Dr. abominable Dr. Fives is that if he can bring people back to life why doesn't he just bring his wife back to life on his own uh, because Volnavia is killed in the first film and then he sort of magically brings her back to life. Yeah, do they ever even explain her? Does she just kind of appear again? She like just Kenny? appears, and it's a different actress, <laughs> so it's a little confusing. And well, he just says something like, and of course, my trusty sidekick, Volnavia, will be with me or something. And then she just comes, like, dancing out of the mist. And, oh, yeah, I and think she, I remember that. And there's that. a song playing, and she just kind of, you know, joins him again, you know. Well, maybe if it's a new actress, maybe it's, like, one of those roles where... People kind of rotate in and out, but the spirit is always there, you know, or something. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's suspension of disbelief. It, I mean, there is this magical element to Dr. Five. He's supposed to be a genius inventor kind of guy, but he also seems to have some supernatural abilities. You know, it's, it's never really explained. They go on this expedition and they go to Egypt and there's this other team that's also looking for the same thing. That, and that team is led by Robert Quarry. And so basically, they're just competing. They just want the same thing. And it really just comes down to Robert Corey's character 
and Vincent Price, you know, Dr. Fives, just battling it out. Yeah, and for some reason they can't share because it's like, you know, it's like the the message of like, there can only be one, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And so they kind of go back and forth and pretty much Fives always has the upper hand. There's, you, there's never a point in the movie where you feel like Fives isn't going to win, you know, <laughs> because <laughs> he just, you know, the, these murders aren't based on the 10 plagues of Egypt or anything like that, but they're still pretty gruesome. There's a guy who gets attached to a what is it, a scorpion structure? Yeah, it's that's a, the one you always bring up. Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> it's like a big scorpion structure. And then there's a key, because there's something, it's like he's in, I think he's in the claws of the scorpion, and he's only got a certain amount of time before he gets killed mm. by the claws. But Fibes gives him the key and puts it in this jar. Mm. And he makes it so that the guy can kick over the jar, and then jar breaks, and he the key is there. But inside the jar, like dozens of scorpions, that wind up crawling on him and, and stinging him to death. Yeah. So, and, uh, so, so you find him at the end, like when you see his body, he's like a guy that's been killed by scorpions attached to a giant scorpion. Yeah, and I just remember there was one, because in the first Dr. Fives movie, the one of the plagues of Egypt is like frost or hail. So the way they represent that is that they lock this guy in his car and then they put like... A fr- like a freezer unit or something in there with him that like blasts him with like cold air until he like freezes. But in Doctor Five's Rises Again, they have a similar thing except it's a sand blaster. I think it like blasts all their skin off or something. Yeah, they yeah. They become a skeleton. That one's really <laughs> weird. Yeah, it's like a like a hardcore sand blaster. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It just creates a sandstorm in their tent or something. Yeah. And they, yeah, they're just like skeletons when they find them. Yeah. Or something and, like that. And then the other one I remember is like. I think it's, this might be the last. I don't. I can't remember if this is the last one that where he gets Robert Corey or not. But there's like some type of platform that's like coming down on him, and it has all these like snake heads, but they're made out of metal. They're like basically gonna like stab the person while squishing them or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, right. That's what I remember. Yeah, <laughs> it's very Egyptian looking too. I remember that the little knife things. They're they're almost like a two prong fork. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it's like a. It's like an Iron Maiden like type of thing, but it's like this platform that's like squishing them down. Yeah. Like yeah, I can't remember all the details, but basically all the attacks are like Egyptian like themed or like desert themed basically. Yeah, and yeah, it's funny because the scorpions they use are not the North African scorpions because they they're so deadly. They yeah. actually used real scorpions in the movie because they just figured why not instead of using special effects, which would look really cheesy. <laughs> but you can't use the real scorpions that are in North Africa because one sting and you're probably going to die, you know. <laughs> so, And they have this guy, you know, these things are crawling all over him. Yeah. So they use what are called emperor scorpions, which are actually from the, I think it's Southeast Asia. Are they? I thought they were from here. No, no, I think they're from Indonesia or something oh. like that. Well, um, anyway, they're safe. People keep them as pets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can get stung by them and it's like a bee sting, you know. So it's, it's sort of, you know totally out of like, but you'd have to know your scorpions to to know that one yeah but um well the thing you always say is like the smaller scorpions have smaller claws because they don't really need them right and then the big scorpions with big claws have a lesser thing because they just need to paralyze a little insect or something and then they can crush it i guess or, yeah there's a direct yeah. correlation there that the smaller the claw the deadlier the venom so at the end of the film i, I think cory is it cory who's on that table about to be 
stabbed. I mean, I think that's him. Yeah. And then you just see Fives, like, drifting away on this little raft. Yeah. Like, going down the Nile. <laughs> right. There's this gate. There's a gate that you have to get through. And and it's a race against time. And Quarry does get out of this device, so he's not killed by it. But the big reveal at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, is that Robert Quarry, it turns out, is a Cagliostro character. Oh, so, so he's just trying to preserve his immortality. Yeah, he's been going, he's been finding this fountain of youth or this life-giving Nile for, you know, who knows how many hundreds of years. And in this instance, Fives beats him to it and then locks him out. <laughs> so at the end of the movie, he's at the gate trying to, he's like, please let me in. And then he just turns into an old man and then he turns <laughs> into a skeleton or something. And you realize, oh my goodness, you know, that's the reason why he needed it so badly. You know, yeah. because that's what's been keeping him alive for, I don't know how many years, like, you know. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't know I forgot about that twist. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, an, it's like totally unexpected, you know. And it's like, okay, now I get it. Yeah. Because I think for most of the movie, you're thinking that he's like a relatively young man. He's probably in his 40s or maybe pushing 50. And he, and he just wants the fountain of youth to stay young. He just doesn't want to grow old, you know, yeah. like, like any one of us. But in actuality, no, this guy is like way past due, you know, <laughs> he's, like, he's easily hundreds of years old, if not thousands. <laughs> anyway, that's our talk on Dr. Fives, uh, the abominable Dr. Fives and Dr. Fives Rises Again. Uh, we might have one more episode on Vincent Price as the main monster guy. Because there's still a couple more movies that Allison and I want to talk about. Yeah. So I don't know if we're going to release that one next, but look out for it in the, in the near future. <laughs> if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Leave us five stars and a review. Thanks.